on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in the cold. Bad bitch, booted swole. Got her on bankroll. Can't fold, doesn't know. Headshot, case closed. What is up, guys? It's Andy Priscilla, and this is the show for the realists. Say goodbye to the lies, the fakeness, and delusions of modern society. And welcome to motherfucking reality, guys. Today, we have Q and AF. That's where uh, you submit the Qs and I bring the AFs. You can submit your questions that can be about anything to email those questions into askandy at andyforsella.com. Thanks, DJ. You're welcome. That sounded very professional. Yeah. Sometimes we don't run shit like most podcasts, okay? This isn't uh, an interview style show. Um, we do a bunch of different shows within the show, okay? We have QAF, which is question and answer. Uh, we have CTI, which is cruise the internet. That's where we talk about the social issues happening in the world. We uh, identify the problems. We identify how we could be part of the solution. Uh, and we have a lot of fun doing so. Uh, then we have real talk. Real talk is uh, five to 20 minutes of me uh, expressing my internal dialogue in a way that I think will help you. Uh, and then we have full length. Full length is kind of like the traditional interview format. Uh, it's more of a conversation. Um, and that's how we do the show, okay? So, it, you know, we might have a different show every time you tune in. But the overarching theme of this show is this. Personal excellence and you winning and you becoming great and you becoming fit and you becoming mentally strong and you becoming a motherfucking winner is the only way to truly be free, okay? If you do that and I do that and we all do that, these people who are literally ruining our entire country and world have little to no power. All right. So this is a lot of real talk, but it's also a lot of comedy. All right. Don't take everything we say totally fucking serious because we have sense of humor here, uh, unlike a lot of the rest of the world. So with that being said, we do have a fee for the show and the fee is very simple. Share the show. All right. We don't run ads on the show. We don't run ads for the show. We, work, we rely on word of mouth sharing the show for it to uh, spread. So if you don't share the show, we don't grow the show. The message doesn't get out. That's how it goes. And for the record, had y'all shared the show for the last two and a half, three years, and if you want to go back and listen to everything I said for the last two and a half, three years, uh, we might not be in the situation we're in. That's reality. Okay. But, you know, a lot of people were scared to, sh to share controversial things. Uh, they don't want to stand up and rock the boat. And I'm here to tell you, if you don't stand up and rock the motherfucking boat, there ain't going to be a motherfucking boat. Okay. So get some courage, start to speak up, start to stand up, but most importantly, become someone of excellence. Because when you become someone of excellence, everybody around you notices your boss, notice your, uh, neighbors, notice your kids notice. And what do they notice? They see someone who is trying they see someone who is working. They see someone who is persevering. They see someone that they admire and that who inspires them to become better themselves. And that is ultimately why we are where we are. We've dealt for the last 20 years with bullshit propaganda that villainizes winning. It makes being unfit cool, being a, a fucking, you know, 400 pound fitness model. Is somehow a thing now, okay? 
Uh, they want you on Netflix. They want you on Meta Goggles. They want you fucking controlled, sedated, overdrugged, overfed, uh, undereducated, so that they can literally profit off of your destruction. And if you don't understand that, if you don't understand that the entire system is rigged and wins when you fail, you are missing the entire game. And if that doesn't motivate you, like if you don't have enough grit or enough pride inside your fucking heart and soul to say, fuck that, they're not going to win on me. I'm not going to contribute to their success by me failing. If you don't have that in you, change the motherfucking channel because we're here for the fucking winners. We're here for people that want to be better. Okay. I get people every week that message me. Oh, you're really, you're really hardcore and you're really good. Go listen to someone else. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I'm here for people that want to actually be better. And if that's not you, this is the wrong fucking show. So go ahead and turn it off now. Now, if it is you, I can promise you, if you listen to the things that we share and you put them into play, your life will become exponentially better. So those are your options. If it's not for you and I'm not for you, totally cool. Go listen to someone else. But for everybody else, let's start the show. What's going on? What's going on, man? Coming off a busy weekend. Yeah. It's a good weekend, though. Yeah. I'm fucking, like, I'm, I, I know how I'm still up. I, I know what's, what's keeping me up right now. There's no ads on this show. Remember this. <laughs> There's no ads. Now what? But if it was. If there was ads, <laughs> you'd be talking about that blue. That blue drink, baby. That blue drink you got in your hand. And this is definitely not a fucking yeah, ad. No okay? ads, guys. Relax. Listen, no ads. But if there were, we would definitely run them for this amazing first form energy blue raz that uh, I see you sipping on right there. Yeah. Now, I'm an orange guy. I'm, I'm, of, yeah. I'm of the orange uh, you know, orange club. Yeah, I'm in the orange club, yeah. and you're in the blue club. The so that you know club, what that yeah. means. Yeah, we gotta fucking fight. We gotta hate each other. That's bro. right. We gotta hate each hey, other. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, you like that fucking blue drink? You piece of shit. You can only be friends with me if you fucking like orange. Like, how stupid does that sound? That's literally the world we live in, dude. It's it literally the world we live in. But when you take it in that context, every single human can realize how fucking stupid it like, sounds. Damn, man, I sound like that. Yeah, you do. Yeah, That's you exactly, really do. That's exactly you how really you do. And until all of you out there figure out that all of us peasants, and that includes me and you, are all on the same fucking team, and it's not left and right. Same camp. It's not black or white. It's not red drink versus blue drink or orange drink. It's not fucking uh, gay versus straight. It's motherfucking us versus them. Okay, and a lot of teams. A lot. One one of the things I hear consistently when I go out is they're like, "Man, you know, they should really teach you in school how to balance checkbooks and handle mortgages." Why, why would they? What, <laughs> that people people can't grasp this. Yeah. They can't grasp that there's people who will literally intentionally set you up to go into debt to fail your life so that these people can benefit. Right. Your when negatives makes a positive. That's correct. Yeah. And that. So why the fuck would they teach you that? Like, I get so sick at people saying that. Like, bro, mm -hmm. you're so far behind the motherfucking game. No. These people hate you. They hate me. They hate, whether you hate me or not, they hate us the same. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. so it would be nice if we in America could like all get on the same motherfucking page. Like the, the way these people are still talking, it's like, bro, you're way, you're way behind this. Mm. You know, like, I, you know, I'm not trying to be offensive or anything, but like these, 
these liberals are getting a little too 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 crazy with some of their shit. No shit, dude. You you think? Yeah. Wait, was like, it was it the 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 second Dixon books that got you? Or? I, I don't, dude, <laughs> it's listen, man. You know, and that's why they put us in a situation and pump the alcohol lifestyle, the yeah. bar lifestyle, mm-hmm. the watch sports lifestyle. And I love sports. Yeah. Okay. Same. Um, but they pump this shit into you. Uh, you know, so you, you're worried about this and not what they're actually doing. And you have to understand that when, when you lose, they win. Yep. When you win, they lose. That's how it works. The whole game is rigged up that way. So no, you can't depend on them to teach you fucking anything. Right. You can't depend on them to teach your fucking kids anything. To supply you with anything. That, yeah. Yeah. So until people come to this realization, man, it's going to continue to be this fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. You know, like people are still caught up in this. I'm a Democrat. I'm a Republican. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a motherfucker. We're all on the same team. Holy shit. Anyway, what do we got, dude? Well, uh, got some good ones for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's knock these out, man. Uh, Andy, question number one. I know you have a 24 hour rule for celebrating your wins. Mm-hmm. What's your rule on grieving? Uh, I'm 28 years old. I recently lost my father to cancer. I'm doing my best and working and running my business. I just can't stop thinking about him. I know it's natural. I'm not looking for sympathy or making an excuse, but these last few weeks have been fucking rough. Do you have any advice or tips for me? Well, look, man, I'm not going to pretend to know what that's like because I haven't been through that. Yeah. Personally, I would probably be pretty fucking devastated. Uh, I think that's a valid reason. I think we I think we should say this. There are valid reasons. And then there are bullshit reasons. Mm-hmm. That's a valid reason to be upset. That's a valid reason to be distracted. That's a valid reason to feel off yeah. or, or, or hurt or, or sad. You're supposed to. That's normal. Mm-hmm. And by no means should any of you ever think that when I'm telling you, like I told people on my story today, that you need to execute uh, when things are bad to win. That I'm telling you that you need to like not care about these big major moments that actually affect you. Yes. I'm not telling you, oh, who cares? Or, oh, get tougher or this or that. That's a real excuse. What I'm talking about, and it's not an excuse. That's a a valid reason is what I should have said there. What I'm talking about is the other 99% of motherfuckers that will get off fucking track because they stubbed their fucking toe today. Right. Or... You know, things didn't go their way today or, you know, somebody said something mean about them on the Internet or somebody, you know, fucking hurt their feelings or fucking blah, 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 blah. And they use it as an excuse to say, you know, fuck, dude, I couldn't get it done today because X, Y, Z happened. I'm talking to those people. Right. So understand that I'm a human being, too. Okay, I have fucking feelings. I understand what it's like to go through real shit. And by no means am I ever speaking to people who have these valid reasons and what you're going through is very valid. That's a very difficult thing. And, um, I have not been through that personally. Uh, I've lost some people close to me. Absolutely. Um, you know, as I record this, you know, this is look, man, I I don't know. I'm probably the wrong person to ask on that situation. You know, I don't know what the proper time is. I don't know if there there is a proper time. I think when you lose people, man, I think it just always hurts. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't necessarily think that there's an ex- like a rule or right, you got three fucking weeks, yeah. Though. Like yeah. I don't. Yeah. I think you know you you 
by developing yourself into someone who can continue to move forward and you put, you know, the investment into your mental toughness and your grit and all of these things, you know, you may still be functioning. Mm -hmm. You may still be executing. That doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Right. That doesn't mean it's not frustrating. Right. And that's another thing people get wrong when I talk about these things. They think that I'm saying, hey, fuck that. Get tougher and don't even fucking think. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is move forward in spite of the pain. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, time continues regardless. Co correct. Yeah. And if you can move forward when times are tough, you can move forward during anything. Right. So build yourself into someone who can execute uh, regardless of what's going on. And to be completely honest, you know, sometimes getting through the process of these very difficult situations, the answer is found in some normalcy in your life, which means just kind of starting to move, mm. right? Like that's all you can hold on to. You know, when things are really bad in yeah. my life, dude, the, I find solace in, in my lifting. I find, that's why this last year has been so hard for me because mm -hmm. I haven't been able to lift. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I find refuge in, in my exercise. Um, you know, in my discipline, like I, f I feel a win, right? Like mm -hmm. when I win today by getting all my things done, when I wake up in the morning tomorrow, things might still be fucked up, but at least I know that I still move forward that day. And sometimes that's the only thing that makes me feel any better. You know, a lot of people will tell you a lot of different things when it comes to these things. And, and I'm not a therapist and I'm not a psychologist. And so I don't have the, you know, all I can give you is my personal advice. And for me, you know, when things are hard, and I've been both these people, when things are hard, people tend to do one of two things. Most people just quit whatever the fuck they're doing and kind of sit there in their shit. Mm -hmm. And like, bro, that's, that's okay sometimes for a minute, right? Like, uh, you know, but when is it, when are you going to get the fuck out of the shit? Yeah. And when are you going to start moving again? And I think the sooner that you can pick yourself up and start moving, the better you're going to feel uh, in the least amount of time. That's my personal opinion. That's how I operate. Um, but I am by no means some sort of emotional genius. Okay. Like <laughs> I fucked up everything in my life because I'm the way I am. I'm, you know, I'm a fucking, I I'm very direct. Uh, I'm highly emotional in terms of intensity. I'm passionate. A lot of people think I'm angry. I'm not fucking angry. Mm -hmm. I'm just passionate. And a lot of people can't grasp the idea that I'm passionate about you winning. And the reason I'm passionate about you winning is because I realize how fucking normal I am and I've still been able to accomplish some cool shit. And I know that you could do the same. So my passion comes from knowing what's out there. It's like I ventured out into the storm and I went out and, you know, you guys are still out in the igloo and you could only see the blizzard going on, right? <laughs> right. And I, I get on the other side of the blizzard. I'm like, holy shit, dude, this is the fuck. Bro, just stick with this. Just keep moving. Just press on. We will get there. It's awesome. I'm standing on the other side of that fucking storm trying to pull you motherfuckers out of it. Mm. Okay. And that's where my passion comes from. But when it comes to the right amount of time to deal with feelings or emotions, I, I don't know, dude. I think it's different for everyone. But I think the one thing you want to make sure you don't do is, is, de is destroy your life by sitting in that place of just extreme pain without taking any action for too long. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The longer you stay there, yeah, the because then yeah. you're going you're, you're going to create a bigger problem, right? Like, bro, when I got stabbed in the fucking face, okay, I was, I was pretty fit. 
I was in good shape. Oh, I saw pictures. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you no, were. I was in good shape. Yeah, you were. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and, and I, and this is not the same thing. I'm not compare. I'm just trying to compare a difficult situation. I it was went significant through. trauma. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's relative for sure. When that happened to me, and I went through, you know, because it was in my face, man. Everybody saw it. It wasn't like I could hide it. Mm -hmm. And, and so there was like a lot of embarrassment because like when you tell people that that happened to you, they automatically think, you know, you're some kind of fucking gangbanger or some shit. Um, in fact, dude, I used to lie about it to people like that. I didn't know that well. I would tell them I got in a car accident because there was so much shame around it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, but dude, what I did in that situation, and I was very lucky to have something happen to me that snapped me out of it. But what I did in that situation was I did the self-destruction that I'm talking about. You know, I woke up that next day and I quit working out. I went straight to fucking tons of alcohol. I ate everything. I gained literally, fuck, 80 pounds. You know, uh, and, and what that did was that compounded the pain. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I let the problem, and, and, and I didn't know any better at the time. I was 22 or 23 when it happened. Right. I didn't know any better at the time. Like I didn't realize that me not taking the action that I had been taking was going to create a much bigger mountain for me to climb out of. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so take that for what it is. You know, don't do what I did. Don't, you know, if you got to grieve, grieve. If you need some time, take some fucking time. If you need a breath, take a motherfucking breath. Nobody's judging you for that. But be aware that if you let yourself go in that place for too long, you're going to create a problem in your life that's much bigger and much harder to overcome uh, than you would initially had if you could at least start to move when things are still fucked up. Mm. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Because, bro, I don't think you ever get over something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Like, bro, my, my, my fucking, you know, my dog died when I was, uh, it was in 2013. And I ain't ever gotten over it. He's still on my fucking lock screen on my phone yeah you know what i'm saying so i i think maybe that's the thing like to be aware that that's something that's never gonna go yeah away. i i think yeah I, mean, I think there's peace in that i mean you've had some yeah. bad trauma in your life bro yeah, yeah. i, I mean, mean yeah i mean what do yeah. you think no yeah same i mean same thing dude like my, my, my nine-year-old nephew when when he passed away i mean it was like it probably took me maybe like you know three three months or so to realize it like yeah like that's always gonna be a part of me you know what i'm saying but like Time is moving regardless. And that's how I kind of had to look at it, man. I'm like, okay, I can spend the next year, you know, sad and fucking depressed and all of this, or I can make this next year productive and do some shit in his honor. I chose to do that. You know what I'm saying? It's super young, but uh, I, think, I think accepting that it's not like, there's not like this end goal. There's never going to be a day where you wake up and not think about that or not think about the dog or not thinking about the family member. There's, there's never going to be a day you wake up and not think about it. I think accepting that you find there'll, there'll be some, some peace in there. So. Yeah, I, I think it's an extremely difficult situation, man. And I think however you feel about it is how you're going to feel about it. And there's definitely no rule or no set time that I have to deal with something like that. I think yeah. it's, I think the quicker that you can begin to do the things that you were doing before um, that are keeping you where you are in life, the better and the better, the quicker you will feel better, at least at some level, uh, as opposed to creating a massive problem out of it by just quitting everything. I've done that and it fucking, it created a massive problem for me. So that's what I would say. <clears throat> Sorry well, to hear about your dad, man. That's, that's fucking horrible.
moving on. Question number two, Andy. What's the best way to bring a new product or service to the market? When your business has been known for one good or service or maybe a small group of goods or services, what's the best way to bring the new one in? Well, I mean, there's lots of different ways. You know, there's, there's, here's what I would say to that is don't broadcast your play so far ahead. Hmm. The biggest mistake that I see hmm. people doing all the time, especially on Instagram, and you guys all see it too, and probably a lot of you do it. You get this new thing that you're going to do and you go on there and you tell everybody what it is before you even built it, before you even have it ready to launch, before you even done anything. And if it's good enough, what's going to happen is someone else sees it and they start to do the same thing. So you're giving people who are watching you, who are competing with you, uh, an open playbook into what your strategy is when you shouldn't do that. When they may have more resources to Correct. get the shit out Correct. quicker, better, yeah. Yes, yeah. So, so that's a problem I see on, now if you want to tease it, like, hey guys, wait till you see what we got coming or this or that, that's cool too. You could do that. But like I see far too many people sort of like broadcasting their entire play. Like you don't see uh, Pat Mahomes going up to the line of scrimmage and telling the fucking defense what play he's going to run. Right. It doesn't happen. Right. You know, and that's what these, that's essentially what a lot of uh, entrepreneurs do is they they go and they get excited and, you know, they're excited about their new product or this or that. And they tell the whole world about it before it's ever even materialized. And in a lot of cases, sometimes those products never materialize. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, the next thing, you know, you see is the person doing the same thing again. Right. Like we see these people who continuously Wait till you see this. Right. But Wait till we're still waiting that. on other shit. Yeah, bro. And it never comes. And yeah. so what ends up happening is people just stop listening to you because mm -hmm. you're not actually doing what it is you're saying you're going to do. So I think it's important strategically, uh, you know, to let people know something's coming without necessarily uh, telling them exactly what it is until it's ready to launch. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, and and uh, in terms of, you know, I'm assuming that's the nature of the question. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Just something uh, like a, particularly a good a service that they have not been known for yet. You yeah. Know? But I mean, dude, that happens every day. People are used to it. You're not the first person that ever did that. Like mm -hmm. lots of businesses pivot and the great businesses pivot and diversify and become uh, of better service to their customers in, in parallel uh, integrated ways. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like they're, you would be silly if you, you know, sold milk uh to people and you know you you don't also invest in like the strawberry milk right right or then the chocolate milk yeah, gotta but, have the chocolate milk. but i'm just yeah otherwise <laughs> otherwise we got a problem but you get what i'm saying yeah, 100%. like, like yeah. dude those line extensions and those natural parallels to the products that you offer are things that all of you guys should eventually look at mm -hmm. another problem i see with a lot of people is they they in, before their main product is even established they're trying to launch all the other shit as well mm -hmm. and then what ends up happening is they don't have the resources to actually push those products out yeah does that make sense yep, yep. so there's some nuance there you have to sort of know when the right time is to bring in those line extensions that are going to parallel your product in whatever way yeah can i, can I follow up on this andy because 2009, 1P came, right? What was the transition like from being, you know, in S2, in the retail stores, right? You have all of these, uh, I guess, you know, you're in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. But then moving to, to your own line of products, what was that trend? Was it a similar thing for you or was it easier because of credibility was already there? No, it was actually really hard because um, 
in the in, in the nutritional supplement industry, you know, um, back then it wasn't like it is now. Mm-hmm. Like now, there's a ton of like little bitty brands that are not, you know, they're like sort of boutique companies, mm-hmm. and that wasn't the game then. The game back then was there was like five or six big companies, and then when we started, nobody took us seriously. Because we started it. Mm. Like we were just these two little, these two dudes from Missouri that no one really fucked with or, or really cared about. Yeah. And, you know, people were like, I can remember, dude, you know, oh, dude, they're making that shit in Andy's basement or in his bathtub or like pe- <laughs> people, people didn't receive it well. Yeah. Mm. And so, you know, and it was weird because, um, to be clear, you did not make this shit in your bathtub. Listen, listen, that's when, when you're just starting, dude, no one yeah. respects you mm. and people are mean as fuck about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, so there was a lot to overcome. You know, I can remember people telling me all the same shit. Like, Oh, you, you, you guys started your own company. Yeah. Well, what do you mean? Like, that's not going to work. Like, how are you going to, you know, like nobody could see it. Yeah. Right. And, um, it was very hard to earn the respect of the people in the industry because we were unknown and we were small and there was no such thing as small brands then. Mm. Now we have manufacturers that will run, you know, very small units that allow these smaller companies to operate. Now that's becoming a thing of the past too because of the supply chain issues that are happening. A lot of these supplement companies are really getting hammered. And uh, it, it fucking sucks um, to see because it doesn't have to be that way. And the government's, re- I go into a whole fucking thing, right? <laughs> yeah, There's yeah. a lot of people in this industry that are getting hammered right now because they're small and they don't have the buying power and they don't have the reputation and they don't have the relationships. And um, to those guys, because they all listen to the show, you guys have to understand that like when we launched First Form, that was during the time of the 2008 fucking recession that we had, okay? It was very difficult, mm-hmm. but we kept showing up, man. We fucking showed up. We showed up every motherfucking day, and every time someone had a question, we answered it. Every time someone had a concern, we answered it, and eventually, after millions and millions and millions of conversations, you know, it, it felt like millions, right? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we began with one person. You know, we got one guy or one girl to start liking our stuff and they talked about it. And, you know, that's, that's how it works, dude. Mm-hmm. A lot of people go out there with the wrong attitude. They go out with the attitude of, I'm going to try to capture 100 customers at once. But that's the wrong way. And it's still, it's still not the way that we do things. It's one person at a time. It's one person at a time. And if you can service one person at a time as a small company, and you don't mind doing it that way and you're willing to put in the work, you really can't be stopped. It's when, it's when you start trying to capture 50 or 100 or 1,000 at a time because that's not the way the game works mm-hmm. when you're small. When you're small, it's one person at a time, one conversation at a time, one friend at a time. That's how it works. And a lot of people aren't willing to do that small work because they think, I got to have the sales today. I got to have the growth today. I got to have the business today. Well, guess what, man? I hate to break it to you, but you're not going to get it today. So the best thing you can do is pick one motherfucker today and make them a fan of whatever it is you do, whether it's in supplements or fucking, uh, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter what business, construction, everything. 
Like it's one relationship at a time. And if, when you do that long enough over the course of years and years and years and years, it becomes a whole lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you have a whole lot of people that actually like you as opposed to people who don't. Right. And that's just how it works. So it takes time. Don't be discouraged if you're small. Don't be discouraged if you're just starting out and realize that the only way to get there is one conversation, one person, one, you know, uh, extremely fucking impressed customer at a time. I don't say satisfied. Mm. Okay. Mm. Because satisfied is, 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 is the minimum amount that you do right. to make them not mad. Satisfactory. That was a C. That's right. In fucking school. That's it, dude. 70%, baby. That's it, dude. Yeah. You're not trying to satisfy your customers. You're trying to fucking thrill them. Okay. And when you're small, it's extremely important that you're that. And a lot of people don't grasp that. And it takes energy. It takes effort. It doesn't really take money. It just takes time. And a lot of people don't want to put it in. But if you're small and you don't have resources like we didn't, it's the only way. It's the only way I know how to do it. Now, you might be able to go find someone else to tell you something else, but that's how I know to do it. Yeah, that's real. <clears throat> Guys, Andy, our third and final question. Uh, Andy, question number three. I recently got out of the military and I now work at a classic truck shop. Uh, I've seen great leadership in the military and I'm very familiar with extreme ownership. However, I don't see any of that happening in the shop I work for now. How do I approach this or bring it up to my supervisors in a manner that they would uh, respect and take action towards? Uh, you don't. First of all, the you're missing the first step. Mm. The first step is that you become, here's how you do this. Mm. Too many of you like to go straight to your boss and say, all oh, these motherfuckers are this. Okay, that's the wrong way. Don't do that. Don't do that. Because if you're new, and you're in the shop, you don't have respect, bro. You don't have, the, you don't have the, the fucking street cred to come straight to the boss and say, your whole company is fucked up. Mm. You don't have it. Here's how you do it. You become what it is you think they need. Mm. Okay? If nobody's taking ownership, you become the person who takes ownership. If nobody's uh, wowing the customers, you become the person that wows the customers. If nobody is uh, solving the problems, you become the problem solver. And what will happen is you will stand out immediately. Mm -hmm. And then the, the boss or the manager will notice that and they're going to say, hey, you're doing a really good job. And you're going to say, hey, dude, look, can I be honest with you? And you sit down and have a real conversation. Because now he values. Yes. Yeah. I, I would like to have everybody in the company do exactly how I do. it. Mm. Any fucking boss. Any, any manager, any owner, any operator is going to say, okay, well, tell me what you're thinking. How do we do that? Yeah, well, right. They're, they're going right. to be open to it. Right. Okay. But if you go straight into them fucking um, two months in the, in the game and you're like, oh, all these problems that are fucking blah, blah, blah. You might be right. You might be right. Mm. But they will not listen to you because you haven't earned the respect yet. So you have to become what it is that you think the solution is for that company. And that's a great thing because that's going to probably equal pro progress for you, more money for you. And it's going to allow you to stand out amongst these older gray beard motherfuckers who have been there for a long time. who don't give a fuck anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're new to a company and I don't care what company it is, the best thing that you can do is to be impactful fast. Mm -hmm. All right. Don't get caught in the churn. When the churn is there. Every single company has the churn. The churn is people who come in, they work for 
six months, seven months, a year, and then they're fucking off to something else. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's extremely common right now because people as a whole and culture greatly underestimate how much work it actually takes to build the win that they're looking for out of that career. All right. So you have a lot of people instead of, you know, wanting to grind it out or, or become valuable that what they do is they show up and do the minimum. They get caught in the churn. Right. And, and so what happens is your brand as, and by the way, this is important to understand. You are a brand inside the company you work for. Mm. And when you think about your brand, you should be thinking about how to make it better and stand out against the other people who are of the same position as you. Because when your brand becomes more valuable in that situation, that equates to actual money in your pocket. Okay? So do the things the others won't do. Be the person they won't be. Handle the problems they won't handle. Become the person that is so much better that it's undeniable to the CEO or the manager or whoever it is that's leading that department to where they're going to say, holy fuck, dude, did you see, did you see Steve? Mm -hmm. Bro, he's been here for two weeks. He's already kicking ass. Or he's been here for three months. He's already kicking ass. Because if you get branded as one of the people in the churn, it's much harder to get out. Yeah. Okay. Because what happens is you come in, you do mediocre work. You act just like everybody else is acting. You will get lumped in with them and you won't get the opportunity. Your biggest opportunity to win inside of a company is your first six months be being a motherfucking rock star and standing out so good that you can move through the churn as fast as possible. That's, that's, that's how it works. Yeah. Now you guys want to argue and you want to say, oh, it's not fair. Or, oh, it's this or that or this. I don't give a fuck. I'm just telling you the reality of how it is. So if you want to be a, a successful entrepreneur and build an amazing career with any company, you do the same thing you would do if you were an entrepreneur. You make your brand undeniable so that no one can say, DJ doesn't deserve that. Look what he's fucking doing. Right. You see what I'm saying? And that's going to build the street cred for you to have the conversation to actually improve the entire company. And when you can go and you can offer a solution to a manager or a CEO or a fucking operator and, and have a real solution to make the whole entire company better, what do you think that does for your brand, right? Yeah. But you have, to be, you have to earn the respect of that before you even get that opportunity. And the best way to do that is the first six months that you're in a position. You got to maintain that shit too. No, you can't. You, it's not even about maintaining it. You have to truly be that. Yeah. Like it's not, it's, it's you can't just get that's there a thing. Like, right, like cool. that, yeah. you're not, the goal here is not for you to pretend to be this mm. for a certain amount of time to then get you here. Right. That's what a lot of people, that's how a lot of people think about it. Like I'm going to bust my ass until I get this. And then they go back to this other thing that they were, that will get you fired. Okay. The goal here is to be fucking great and to be great at the, at the entry level. Then your next opportunity, you repeat the same process and then you repeat the same process. And, and eventually you'll find yourself at a high level, high responsibility, high paying position inside your brand with a ton of motherfucking respect, which the last team, the last time I fucking talked to people, that shit was important to them. That's what they talk about. Right. They want recognition. They want opportunity. They want responsibility. They want to contribute. The best way to do that is to be fucking undeniable inside whatever system you're working. And it's very easy to do because most people are fucking lazy. 
Most people operate on the idea of satisfaction. Mm. I'm going to do the minimum amount to not get fired. I'm going to do the minimum amount to make the customer not pissed off. I'm going to do the minimum amount to get by. And that's the level of competitor that we are all competing with. That's why I tell you guys that if you just improve slightly in terms of your discipline, your ability to execute, you will stand out so much more over everybody else because everybody else operates on the, we have, we have 99% customer satisfaction. Congratulations. 90, 99% of your fucking customers aren't pissed off. Right. <laughs> That's not a win. Right. Right. Okay. So it's, it's on a personal level too. Mm. When you're operating to just satisfy the requirement, you will never exceed. This is a common misunderstanding mm. that people don't get. Like, you're not going to get where you want to go operating with that being the goal in mind. Yeah. But you're also at a huge advantage because everybody operates with that goal in mind. Mm-hmm. So if you could just switch your perspective to operating into a way where you're undeniable in every single regard and you want to exceed the expectations of whatever it is, your boss, your, your, your customer, whoever it is you're, you're exceeding, it should be all of those things. You put yourself in a position to win bigger, faster. Guys, Andy, that is three. Pay the yep. Fee. yep. Guys, I appreciate you guys. Uh, please share the show. Went from sleeping on the floor. Now my jewelry box froze. Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove. Counted millions in a cup.